We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. LL Nation, what's good, man? Lucky Lefty Podcast. I'm Sean Davis. It's been a crazy Friday. We thank you all, Notre Dame fans, for being patient with ourselves and Irish Breakdown. We had some things early in the day that happened to the Irish Breakdown. And LL family, we had to make some adjustments. So I joined Brian Driscoll earlier for the mailbag. And then by the time we finished the mailbag, we had IB Sports Talk coming up with Sean Styers and Vince D'Addario. So didn't make any sense for our originally scheduled time at that point to jump in and compete with those guys as they were doing their show. So now uh, it's tough because Left is actually headed back home from meetings all day with his football team. So what we're going to do is we're going to give you about 30 minutes today, 30, 35 minutes and preview. I'll be going down, leaving. I'm just waiting for these storms to pass. <clears throat> All these tornado warnings we have in Chicago uh, had a hailstorm hit probably about an hour ago, which was absolutely bananas. So I'm uh, just waiting for the rest of you guys to come on in. We know it's been an inconvenience. Um, got busy with some other stuff and making sure the basement wasn't flooding, flooding due to the storms and being domesticated, right? But just wanted to make sure that with all the adjustments made that you were able not only to get Irish Breakdown, the mailbag, and then IB uh, Sports Talk, but also Lucky Lefty Podcast. And if Malik can jump in when he gets home, he'll be able to do that. As always, we want you to connect with us on YouTube, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Go ahead, share, smash that like button for us. And then most of all, Man, subscribe, hit the notification bell. Anytime we go live or anytime we drop a new video, you'll get the notification. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We are the home of the misguided passion. You already know we spin it different. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's for the Culture Friday, but today's show is entitled Passing the Time, Passing the Time. And we're going to take a listen. And I believe that Notre Dame Media, they've done an incredible job of creating buzz and hype surrounding this team with the releases of highlights and other things that they've done since the beginning of practice. They did another one today. Uh, The quarterbacks met with the media along with quarterback coach Gino Gadulli. We will wait until tomorrow. So tomorrow, we're going to have a special two-hour show, okay? We're going to have one hour of the practice report. And more than likely, this will be after Irish Breakdown. Irish Breakdown will go live first, and I will be making my trip back to Chicago at that point in time. And by the time I arrive in Chicago, that show will be ending Lucky Lefty will go live with our own practice report, and then we will talk about Gino Gadugli and the quarterbacks as they met the media on today and check out some of the things that they said. Matter of fact, we're going to talk about some of the things that were said by Sam Hartman today before we bring up the video on tomorrow. Today, you guys can go ahead and co-host with me. At some point, I'm going to put the link to the show in the chat. You guys can jump in. We do this from time to time. You guys can jump in with any comments or questions that you have about college football, Notre Dame, anything according to that, and we'll chop it up. It's for the Culture Friday, so all bets are off. We can talk about anything right here, home of the misguided passion, the Lucky Lefty Podcast, okay? So we have some questions and comments loaded up when I jumped in. Captain J. Cajun Iris, Sean, your socks took one from my strolls. Don't make that a habit. Hey, Lance Lynn on the bent, on the bump tonight in about 30 minutes. I'm hoping we can sneak out of there with another one. Uh, a lot to be happy about, but there was a lot that looked just like last year for my white socks, right? 
couldn't get the job done against Valdez with men in scoring position, multiple opportunities to put points on the board and to get Dylan Cease a lead when he was absolutely dealing against that Astros lineup. Of course, the Astros without their leader and captain Jose Altuve, which is a huge, huge hole at the top of that lineup. So they're going to be a much better team down the road. But if we can face them now and take two, I'll be happy with that Cajun Irish man. Success to you and your strolls this season. I am garbage man said, get used to it. Sox are going to win the AL Central. Look, the White Sox, they were 80, what? Out of the top seven players, only two of the players played over 100 games last year. Everyone else missed a ton of games, like 50, 60 games. So they should be a better team if they're healthy. I will say this. Kids like Romy Gonzalez, who had a hit last night. Then you bring Oscar Colas up, who also had a hit, had a pretty darn good at bat last night in the ninth inning off Presley as well, as he took him about almost 400 feet right back to the wall where Tucker caught the ball in the ninth inning. There's a lot of youth on the White Sox, and if they can add some of that depth and some of that punch at the bottom of that lineup, they were 81 and 81 when they actually played horrible. They played horrible baseball all season long and were able to go 500. So I expect the Guardians to come back to the pack just a little bit with McKenzie being out early with their pitching. And I believe one of the, the pitchers uh, starts out on the IL. So pitching is, is what the Guardians are all about. So if their pitching is not healthy, it's going to be a battle between the Guardians and the Sox. And both of them should be around the 85 and 90 win range. It should be exciting. We'll see the AL Central. I know you guys are getting ready. I was watching Virginia Tech and LSU for a moment. And, you know, I expect Virginia Tech to win that game. And then we wait for the coup de grace, the big one, Iowa, South Carolina. It should be absolutely amazing. Larry, what's up? It's a big weekend down there in Houston. White Sox in town. You got the Final Four down there. And then Dallas is hosting the women's Final Four. Texas is lit right now. Texas is lit. Absolutely. Hard Foundation, absolutely, my man. Cease was absolutely dominant last night. Absolutely dominant. Lucky Lefty Podcast. So, yesterday, or not today, not, I'm sorry. I totally messed that up. On today, quarterback coach Gino Gadugli was mic'd up. And let's check him out. We talked about the energy he brings. Let's see what Gino G brings to the Notre Dame practice field. Bam. This is a juicy one. That's one like you look forward to doing, like feel like you're doing something cool. Arm socks that you cut off. Yeah, I just went in there and they cut them off. That's the drip right now? Yes. All senior year, I They don't have cutoffs? No. Oh. And Fuego. You got the fireball on NBA Jam. Since you're mic'd up, should we have the Kentucky conversation? Or the in the zone? Yeah. Kentucky leadership meeting. What you got for me today, bro? You a Yankees guy or a Mets guy? I'm a Yankees guy. Opening day yesterday, they win. They win? Woke up today and felt that temperature like, man, this is a heat wave.
fish might start biting soon. Jeez, oh, Pete. Last one, last one, last one. Here we go, jog it. Come on, Kenny, we're on air. All right, we're on bounce. Take Run. Good job, Buck. All right, here we go, man. Let's finish up strong. Finish up strong. Finish up strong. I'm playing the field. Nice catch, Rico. Ooh, I'd send him. Got Yano on the over. Yano on the over. Nice shot, Angeli! Atta baby, 1-8! It was zoned to hit Yano on the over? No. It's all you, huh? All right, good throw, dude. How we feel about that one? Pretty good? Job today. Red Army, I'll tell you what, too. Red, Red Army. Army. Yo, man, Red Army. That's what they call Gino Gadouli with his quarterbacks. Let me tell you something, man. Uh, that's something that was shown, I believe, from the practice on yesterday. But let me tell you, from the practices, the three practices we've watched, just his energy. I think the energy that he brings to the offensive side, along with the energy that Max Bullock has brought to the defensive side, as far as coaching. Uh, definitely offensively, he makes up for the energy that Harry Heastan brought <laughs> to the offensive side of the ball that was missing with his departure. You talk about Gino Gadouli, man. I, 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 it's, a, it's interesting because LL question of the day, guys. The presence of Gino Gadouli helps out blank the most in the quarterback room. The presence of Gino Gadouli helps out blank the most in the quarterback room. I'm interested in seeing what you guys say. Who does it help out the most in the quarterback room, right? Uh, Sam Hartman, just some of the bullet points where he talked to the media today. He talked about the transition of being under center a lot more at Notre Dame, which leads me to believe that Jared Parker is going to be more multiple in formations than Tommy Reese was. Tommy Reese, the quarterback situation was what it was in Notre Dame, right? And Tommy Reese has to bear some of the blame for the quarterback position being what it was, okay? Well, with that being said, Tommy Reese is just loved 12 personnel. He just flat out loved 12 personnel that was probably his favorite personnel as a player and gosh darn it it's his favorite personnel as an offensive coordinator i mean i bet you if you watch alabama games this year you're going to see a lot of 12 personnel and it might drive nick saban crazy actually i hear nick saban is complaining about his offense early in spring camp according to according to reports so <laughs> I don't know about that. You can't blame Brian Kelly for the quarterbacks. We're not going to do that. 
I give Brian Kelly all the blame he needs. Tommy Reese recruited the quarterbacks, and Tommy Reese was the quarterback coach. He wanted it that way. He didn't. They asked if he wanted a quarterback coach. He said, no, I have it. He was responsible for the development of the quarterbacks. That was his responsibility. I will not lay that at the feet of Brian Kelly. I won't. It's a ton of things we can lay at the feet of Brian Kelly. Quarterback development, with Tommy Reese being here, is not one of them. Not at all. And we see the benefits easily with Jared Parker being elevated to offensive coordinator of how beneficial it is. Malik told you this all last season. There is something wrong. Quarterbacks need someone they can turn to every day, every moment of the day when they need answers, especially in practice. And when the offensive coordinator has a responsibility of calling the next play, he cannot deal with the questions of the quarterbacks and cannot ultimately help them develop at the level they need to develop at. Point blank. And Malik was spot on. Spot on. So the hiring of Geno Gadouli has already given a lot of benefits to this Notre Dame offense. And easily with the quarterback room being the buzz of the spring practices already, along with the wide receivers, you're seeing it. You're seeing it. And I think the video we just showed, the energy he brings. Kenny mentioned, and I said this the first time I saw him throw, he's just natural. He is a natural thrower of the football. Getting the playbook and the cerebral part of the game, that's going to come. You need reps. He's another young man that's going to need reps. I know most Notre Dame fans feel like, yo, whenever he touches the field, he should be Heisman ready. No. He's going to have to take his lumps, and he's going to need reps, and he's going to need a good team around him. You saw Steve Angeli right there make a fantastic throw. Fantastic throw, right? People forget that Steve Angeli is still academically a freshman. <laughs> he's still in his academic freshman year. He's just been on campus for so long that it feels like he's a sophomore already, right? Right now, Kenny Minchie is probably eventually at some point going to be the third quarterback on the depth chart, but they have no intentions of rushing him. And there's no need to rush him. Let him develop at his own pace. But I love the way Gino Gadouli stays on top of these guys, right? Stays on top of Kenny Minchie. Won't let him be a freshman. Won't let him act like a freshman. Being a quarterback in Notre Dame comes with a certain level of responsibility from the time you set foot on that campus. It's the way you move. It's the way you act. And you're building character to be a captain. The quarterback at Notre Dame has to be a captain. I don't know about every other position, but at some point in your career, if you are a quarterback at Notre Dame, you have the expectations to be a leader and a captain of that team. And that is vitally important. And that's something that he's trying to instill in Kenny Minchie right now. So we're go jogging to the next drill. We're not walking. Let's go, Kenny. Let's go. And you have to love it.
You have to love it. The energy and also you see, he just doesn't talk and build up rapport with the quarterbacks. He's talking to the running backs. He's talking to the wide receivers. It's the entire offense. He's going through the drills with the quarterbacks. He's running laps with them. He's in it with them, you know, and that in itself is something that a lot of coaches around the country cannot do or are either not willing to do. So that's vitally important. We already know, and I said this, you know, when I returned from the pro day, like, yo, that dude, Sam Hartman, is different, right? You've heard me say it probably. This is probably the fifth or sixth time I've said it. He's absolutely different. Absolutely different. But Tyler Buckner, this is what I love because I think Tyler Buckner and Sam Hartman benefit each other, right? So the LL question of the day was who was helped the most by the presence of Geno Gadula? Let's go to Pete McLaughlin. And I hope I uh, pronounced your last name correctly, Pete. Uh, Thank you for tapping in. Steve Angeli, in my opinion, does benefit, right? Uh, Steve Angeli was kind of the lost... A kid like Steve Angeli can get lost when you don't have a quarterback coach because there's so much focus by the offensive coordinator on Drew Pine and Tommy and uh, Tyler Buckner, right? So who's staying late with you? Who are you talking with and watching film with through the week? Who? Right? So that's that's a great that's a great answer there because Steve Angeli, in my opinion, is really benefiting from having someone that he can go talk to, right? Because Jared Parker probably will have more conversations with Sam Hartman and Tyler Buckner. And then it's going to be up to Geno to really carry the load when it comes to Steve Angeli and Kenny Minchie as far as that development. So that's – Drunk Vigo says Buckner. Buckner – it's interesting because Buckner's relationship with Gino, per Gino Gadouli, comes from the fact that when he came over and finally got comfortable into the job, Gino talked about how important it was for him to get to know everything. And once he got to know everything, it was like, yo, the person that was most important to me was Tyler Buckner. He was the one that got me up to speed on everything. He was the one that was telling me about the checks and the different looks, which bodes well because that means Tyler has really matured and he knows those things and he can be trusted to talk about those things, which I think we saw bits and pieces of that in the Gator Bowl, right? We saw that improvement from Tyler Buckner. So if we can get rid of the mistakes, right? (laughs) I think, and look, I want people to understand, man. The reason I stick with Tyler Buckner is because I understand repetition is vitally important in football, right? Repetition and experience. And from a rep standpoint, repetition standpoint, Tyler Buckner is still a red shirt freshman. You look at games played and snaps. He really hasn't seen a lot. And he's going to get better. And the fact that he got better from the last time we saw him getting injured against Marshall to the next time we saw him 
in the Gator Bowl in South Carolina. Of course, the mistakes were still there. I won't put that on slide that under the rug and act like it didn't exist. It's a big problem, especially when you're giving points to the other team. That's a huge problem. You have to take care of that, young man. Right? But I'm going to give him some grace. I'm going to give him some grace. And I'm going to at least let him get a full season of 12 games of reps. I need him to have at least 12 games of reps starting before I start harshly judging him on where he's where he's at as a quarterback and what he's doing. I'm going to give him that grace. Now, you don't have to give him that grace. If you've seen enough, that's fine. That's fine. But for me, I think I'm going to give him that grace. You know, Sam Hartman is still looking to improve, and he's been a starter for three years. Gino talked about Sam Hartman when he met with the media. Let's hear once again what Gino Gadouli said about the probable starting quarterback for Notre Dame. I did about it, and uh, I think Sam is as well. And, um, you know, I think, you know, him coming into the situation he initially signed up for um, and kind of the things that transpired throughout the first two months of that transition, um, you know, were kind of tough on him. But I think in the little time that I've been here, we've made up a lot of ground, and Jared's done a, a nice job of kind of accommodating to that, and um, he's going to be just fine. Yo. Like he said today, Sam Hartman talking about how tough it is to transition from always taking snaps in the shotgun to have to go under center. It's a different look, right? It's a different view of the defense. You have to get used to calling the checks from there. So it's something that he's getting used to, but when it comes to slinging that rock, no problems from Sam at all. None. He gets it done. Absolutely. Right? Um, Lucas Kirkwood, thank you for tapping in. TB will ball out in 24 this season will be good for him. Plus, he knows better than anybody else. They're only one play away from coming. Look, Tyler Buck is going to play this year, right? And that's not me wishing uh, ill will upon Sam Hartman, but the game is the game. At some point, Sam Hartman is going to get banged up. And I had this discussion, I think, with B. Drisk one day over the phone. I said, look, you know, Marcus Freeman has to feel really comfortable if Sam Hartman injures himself, rolls an ankle. He feels no pressure to have to rush his starting quarterback back, right? You have to feel comfortable with Tyler Buckner being your backup. Notre Dame might have one of the best backup quarterbacks in the nation. Right? So if Sam Hartman rolls his ankle, and, you know, it's a game in between a big game like a USC or something like that. No reason to rush Sam back. You roll Tyler Buckner out there and tell Tyler Buckner, go handle this. And you feel good about the situation. You feel absolutely great about the situation. So that's a great feeling. It's an absolutely great feeling for a head coach to have, right? There's a lot of men. Kirby Smart's about to go through something that he hasn't felt in two seasons, right? Now he'll name a starter, and that starter needs reps. You just don't know until he gets into the game how this young man is going to be. And Kirby's going to have to either be patient or have a short leash because Kirby's still trying to win games and win national championships, right? 
Uh, J.J. McCarthy is set in stone in Michigan. Uh, Caleb Williams is set in stone in USC. Cade Klubnick is set in stone in Clemson. Drake May is set in stone in North Carolina. Uh, Riley Leonard is set in stone in Duke. Now, other than that, around the nation, it really is, you know, a roulette of quarterbacks uh, just to see who the starter is going to be, who's going to stick at these programs. Jaden Daniels, of course, down at LSU. Uh, Jordan Travis at Florida State. You know, you probably have about uh, uh, Michael Penix Jr. out in Washington. You have about 15 programs. I think uh, Spencer Sanders along is in that quarterback battle, which is a mess, in my opinion, down at Ole Miss with all of those guys down there. It is just really interesting to see how these quarterback situations are going to play out. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CFB Nation, and Conjunction with Irish Breakdown, all of our great content. Leave us five stars. Leave your comments. We greatly appreciate it. Also, follow us on YouTube. Share. Smash that like button for us. It helps with the views. And most of all, subscribe to the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We greatly appreciate you, Lucky Lefty Podcast. Don't forget, if you are in the South Bend area for the Blue and Gold game on that Friday, we will be doing a live show from the studio at the YMCA in St. Joseph's County. A two-hour live show with special guests. We will have two young gentlemen, two uh, kids from the community, co-hosting with us that have interests and sports journalism and broadcasting. Lucky Lefty Podcast, giving back to the community. Then we're going to go back to the St. Joseph Food Pantry, and we'll return to the YMCA for our kick, punt, and pass competition with Holtz Heroes and Reggie Brooks. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. We spin it different. Mac 10, our God, thank you for the super chat. We greatly appreciate you. Thank you for that super sticker. We appreciate the support. If you are in the South Bend area on that Friday, tap in with us around noon. That's when everything starts. We'll be going from noon to about six in the evening. And then also Malik and I are going to have a meet and greet. After we finish, we're going to have a happy hour meet and greet when Notre Dame fans just come out and just kick it with us and enjoy. All right? Absolutely. Anthony O, that's what's up. Anthony O says he grew up in that YMCA. Well, we're going to be there, Anthony. We're going to be there. Feel free to come by, say hello, and check things out. We're in partnership with Holtz Heroes and also BNB and the South Ben YMCA. Lucas Kirkwood, I'm sure, is a great reason for Westbrook to go on the petty train, but it's so many things he's done this week. You have to be specific for me. I'll throw him on the petty train for you. <laughs> Heart Foundation, I feel you, man. I feel you. So going back, we touched on what, Angeli and Buckner? Um, as you heard in the clip we played with Gino Gadouli, he talked about the, uh, this is before the storms are coming through 
on this Friday evening in Northwest Indiana and the Chicago area and across Illinois. Um, it's supposed to be 60 degrees next week. Uh, temperature were go- temperatures were going up. Gino Gaduli built his relationship fishing with Sam Hartman when he first got to Notre Dame, when he first got to Notre Dame. And he started talking about the fish biting because the temperature was going up. So I fully expect Gino Gaduli <laughs> to be out on the banks sometime next week at one of the lakes in the South Bend area with Sam Hartman. But the benefit for Sam Hartman is, is just confidence within the system, right? Reassurance as a coach. This is what you get from Gino Gaduli for Sam Hartman. Sam Hartman can sling the rock. He knows that. He knows that. He came out there and showed out in a stud T-shirt, you know, a T-shirt that says stud on it with the sleeves cut off, had his little biceps showing for all the pro scouts. Just, just showed out, 21 for 21. Nothing hit the ground. He knows he's the dude. That's why he came to Notre Dame. He fully understands that it's three big games that he was brought here to win. And the talent on the team can take work, take care of the rest of the schedule and help and assist in taking victory home against Clemson, Ohio State, and USC. But he understands. He understands that. But Gino Gadui and his relationship is almost a calming relationship, right? Because I don't think Sam Hartman really truly understands, and he won't understand until he gets into the midst of it being the quarterback at Notre Dame, walking into that big game back at Notre Dame. It happened Tyler Buckner's first start ever as a quarterback at Notre Dame on the road. It's a tough way to start your career as a starter. Sam Hartman gets an opportunity to feel what that's like but he'll get to fill it in the confines of Notre Dame Stadium, which is a little bit different than the horseshoe. And he'll get to fill it with more weapons, different mentality. Jared Parker talked about the air raid, and players have talked about the air raid, tight end. And I mentioned it on this show. That And I joked with left, like, man, you know what? Notre Dame first play might come out three, four wide because that's what we've been seeing in drills. And that's what they've been working on. And specifically, I think they really have to take more reps that way because of the lack of bodies at tight end. They're sitting at like, what, four? And that's including David Sherwood, who's really more like a uh, H-back than a true tight end. And... They don't get the bodies back until fall camp. So with that being said, they have the bodies in the wide receiver room to go three deep across the board, even when they go three wide. So why not use it? Why not allow your freshman wide receivers to get the most reps they can to be ready to go out and ball, especially when fall camp hits? We've seen Braylon James catching touchdowns, right? You've seen those highlights. You've seen Kenny Minchie, the Rico Flores in the corner of the end zone, right? You saw that. In the clip we played today, you saw Kenny Minchie back shoulder to Rico Flores. Rico Flores making an incredible catch. You guys saw that, right? You saw that. We've seen James Greyhouse 
making all types of ac acrobatic catches and drills. And it highlights. We've seen it. The talent is there. Yes, the wide receiver room should be extremely productive this year. Should be extremely productive. And Sam Harper, without question, is going to bring the best out of that wide receiver room. I fully believe that. But I think the person that benefits the most, and this is why I saved this individual for last. And I'm not saying you guys are wrong for your opinions. For those of you that said Tyler Buckner, for those of you that said Steve Angeli, and for those of you that might have mentioned Sam Hartman. But the young man that benefits the most, in my opinion, is Kenny Mitchell. If you are an elite program, if you are a top five program, which we argued and debated early in the week on this podcast, if you're an elite college football program, the freshman quarterbacks, especially if they enroll early, that come into your program should be ready to walk out onto the field and start a game and be competitive by the end of their freshman year. That's if proper development is taking place. I didn't say go out and throw for 300 yards. I didn't say go out and carry the day. I said they should be able to go out and operate in the confines of the playbook, be efficient, and be able to make a few plays on the college football level, power five level. That's, what develop, that's the development that takes place at elite programs. That's how a kid like Tua walks into the middle of a title game as a freshman and pulls out a victory against Georgia. Because at elite programs, freshman quarterbacks are ready to play. Bryce Young, at the end of his freshman year, looking at Mac Jones, was ready to play and take snaps. I'm not saying he was ready to light it up and throw for 300 yards, but he was ready to start a college football game. So with that being said, for Notre Dame to take the next step into that elite realm of college football programs, your quarterback development, must take a couple of steps forward. Kenny Minchie has to be ready and good enough to start a college football game by November. He should be good enough. Doesn't mean he's going to start or play. He should have a grasp of the playbook. He should know the checks. We all know he's a natural thrower of the football. He's shown accuracy. He's shown touch. He's shown the ability to throw the back shoulder throws. All of the special things that come with being a really good quarterback, the things that you really can't measure, the intangibles, Kenny Minchie has that and then some. He really and truly does, including his demeanor, which is cool, just cool, under pressure. Now, Gino Gadugli really truly gets his first piece of clay, right? Because Steve Angeli has been touched by Tommy Reese and the previous staff. Kenny Minchie belongs to Gino Gadulli. And for that, I think the hiring of Gino Gadulli is most beneficial to Kenny Minchie than any other quarterback in that room.
All right. That's just my opinion. Cool Kenny is absolutely correct. All right. So that's Gino Gadouli and his impact on each and every quarterback in the quarterback room. When we come back, it's time for your questions, LL Nation. Hit me up with anything. What do you want me to watch and look for at the full practice tomorrow? What do you want me? Let, tell me. This is great. I'm glad I just thought about this. When I come on air tomorrow, tell me the one thing that you want to hear me say. That's great. It's a great question, LL Nation. As I return from practice tomorrow and we sign on, what's the one thing you want Sean Davis and Malik Zaire to look into this camera and say about the Notre Dame football team on tomorrow? Not just a position, but give me a sentence. Give me a headline that you will want to hear from us tomorrow after we get an opportunity to watch the fir first full practice of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. It's the Lucky Lefty Podcast. You already know we spin it different.